Hi guys, on tonight's show we'll be looking at Goldblum, Elliot, Wallace, Keats, Lang and Bronson. Tonight we're looking at 1974's Death Wish. Hello everybody and welcome to 100 Things We Learned From Film. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Mark Plant. Uh, and after John, how you doing, mate? Getting there, getting there. Another lockdown, another day, another dollar, and another yeah. president. <laughs> another president, potentially. Uh, yeah. So we're recording this on uh, the fifth of November. Uh, British uh, listeners, you'll know it's uh, bonfire night, uh, so you might hear something in the background. Uh, it's uh, we're not being bombed, uh, although Trump could still get in. Uh, so that's probably coming next. Um, who knows? Um, so, yeah, it's the 5th of November that we're recording this. We're still waiting for the uh, presidential election results. So... Indeed, indeed we are. It has, it, it has been what seems like three years. I've been hitting yeah. F5 on the page for what seems like most of my adult life at this point, John. Desperate to uh, to get some Biden action. Now, that if, if anything, that's going to lose us some listeners, isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, we, we're... Uh, we're into a new episode this week. John, do you want to tell us what film we're going to be talking about? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Michael Winner's Death Wish with Chuck Bronson. Chuck Bronson, yeah. Chuck, Chuck. Brokowski, I believe it's uh, is, <laughs> is, his, uh, is his birth name. Um, Pardon my French. Well, look, hey, you know, how, how, how else were you to know? Yeah, Charles Buczynski, one of 15 children <laughs> of struggling parents in Pennsylvania. Uh, I think we're still waiting on the vote coming in from uh, the rest of his family in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> 15 <laughs> children. That's a lot, well, a lot. I mean, if he was one of the early. other ones, he'd have literally just dropped out, you'd think, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we, we this movie came out in 74. Uh, have you any idea what other films came out in 74? Did you do any homework on this, John? So, that's, I don't do the homework on the film. <laughs> that's my I, job. I, I, I do believe that anything that was created or made before me didn't exist until I was born <laughs> in 75. But so you were 30 logic. in that year. Uh, <laughs> <Cheeky bugger. laughs> um, yeah, look, it was, it, was a, it was a mix. It was a, a heady mix of films that year. Uh, you know, forget it, John. It's Chinatown. Uh, was that year? That's a classic. It is. It is an absolute classic. Uh, the the man with the golden gun, which is a, a Roger Moore oh. one. Godfather Part Two, which is a great movie. Yep, another classic. Uh, Blazing Saddles. Oh, jeez! I, I would I, I love, love to think we're going to cover Blazing Saddles. One I, day. I love. I love Blazing Saddles. The only uh, thing I didn't. I didn't get is the ending. I, I, I oh, the, the yeah, the, the I mean that that's yeah, the ending. We won't spoil it for anybody. Yeah, but the ending is is real fourth wall breaking stuff. Bizarre, it's bizarre. It's exceptional. It's headless. <laughs> um, the Towering Inferno, which is one of my wife's favourite films. See, Fred Astaire was in that, wasn't he? If I remember right. Is Fred Astaire in the Towering Inferno? Yeah, I think so. I thought it was. Ah, uh, the other. Perhaps you're right. Perhaps you're right. Folk listening at home are going to go, "Yeah, is is Fred Astaire?" Well yeah, done, there's that a man. lot of stars in that. Um, I was think I was thinking of somebody else. So yeah, well done you. I was thinking of the guy that plays one of the apes in the Planet of the Apes, whose name? Oh, Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell. Um, yeah, Fred Astaire's last film. Do you know what that was, by the way? 
Planet of the Apes? No, uh, Xanadu <laughs> with Olivia Newton John, uh, which is uh, which the soundtrack's done by ELO, one of my favorite bands. Moving on very quickly, um, yeah, moving on very, very quickly, um, to another film that begins with a Z, which wasn't a great film this year, Zardoz. Oh God! Yeah, yeah we, the, we said goodbye to Sean Connery earlier this week. Yeah, the Bo- the Borat look. That was where Borat got his look, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are very sad about, but uh, let's never forget that he was in a uh, wedding dress and a thong um, yeah. at one point. And the taking of Pelham One Two Three, which I absolutely love, the original. Have you seen that? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I've seen it a bit. I've seen a reboot as well, and I thought, you know what? What's the point? That was a pointless thing, but. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen the reboot. John Travolta. Yeah, I love the original one because it's it's a real kind of working class schlub. Is the um, a schlub is, is the main a guy schlub? in schlub? It's a good word, word isn't it? Walter yeah. Matthau is a hey, I'm an action hero. Uh, well, Walter Matthau, how about some frosty chocolate shakes? Uh, <laughs> Jack, was it is, is it Jack Lemon? That's the guy that he did was, loads of films with. Yeah, but he was—he—he was, he, he was that for a part as a Chuck character in Deathwish. Was he really? Oh, yeah, he was. well, let's add that as a. Uh, we, let's add that as a fact. There? I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll add that as a fact. I didn't know that Jack Lemon as a as a kind of a as an action hero. I, yeah, I mean, well, I think he was tied to a director before Michael Winner came on board. He was tied to another director, and I think that other director pulled out. He had a few people in mind, to be fair, um, but once he pulled out, he took Jack Lemon pulled out as well. So, but there was right. a few people up for the part. There was Clint Eastwood was approached. I think Frank, Frank Sinatra was approached. There was, Frank Sinatra, yeah, yeah, a ring a ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> Kapow, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hey, Sammy, go get him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That would have uh, been, I mean, it, look, it, it's not a great movie, but that would have been pretty bad. Jack, Jack Lemon would have been, hey, hey, give me the leads or I'll shoot you in the face. Give me the goddamn leads. Um, yeah. I, I absolutely love Jack Lemon. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I bought this wall from home, uh, Gil in The Simpsons. Uh, we yeah. seem to mention The Simpsons every episode, and Maybe you'll think I've got no other point of, 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 of reference. reference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure this movie's going to give us plenty of more Simpsons references. Um, Says more about you than it does about me. I was, I, I, I don't know. This has been a, no, not, not one of my favourites. Like, The Crow wasn't yours. So. Yeah. Oh, so did you, did you really not care for the movie? So I remember watching it when I was younger and I remember the, the bit, we won't go into it just now, but I remember the bit and I thought, man, this is really gritty. But then when I was watching it back, it's not obviously aged well, but there's there's some things in it that I question, but we'll obviously go over that. But yeah, it wasn't one of my, my, my favourite. I'm really glad you mentioned that because um, I, I, I really should probably give a trigger warning. Um Trigger warning for sexual assault in this one. Tr- I mean, trigger warning for, you know, loads of mofos getting shot. Uh, yeah. But specifically, the sexual assault scene is pretty grim. Um, we're not going to go through it step by step. It's not our style, um, yeah. but it will get a mention. I personally thought it was on par with the one out of uh, Clockwork Orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah, 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 um, in fact, Clockwork Orange, what year was that? That must have been before. Uh, that was um, before, wasn't it? Yeah, so do you think maybe Michael Winner's gone... Clockwork Orange. Oh, hang on a second. I'd like to get involved in, and have a piece of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 grim. Proper grim. So 
let's have a chat about the uh, about the movie if you like um yeah so <laughs> we open on this beach <laughs> with, a, oh. with a lady a lady posing in the water reminiscent uh, of jaws <laughs> <laughs> it really was yeah she <laughs> she's hope lang um you probably probably know her i think she was the mum in nightmare on elm street but i can't think of anything else she's in i can't remember yeah it. yeah she she's an actor of some repute I'm, I'm just having a look um she 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 died in 2003 uh last films were kind of in the late 90s clear and present danger she's in a couple of danielle steels a couple of episodes of murder she wrote um, you know that kind of thing. Um, yeah, she's she's given a bit of posing, uh, and her husband's taking photos. We meet Paul Kersey. Uh, she's Joanna Kersey, um, and and he's he's t- he's taking a photo of her, and she says, "Oh, come on, Paul." He says, "No, we'll take one more." <laughs> uh, and, uh, and and no, she says, "You're did. not going to show these to anyone, are you?" And he's like, "Sure, why not? <laughs> You've got there. a prime figure." <laughs> You're like, yeah, what? Prime well, figure, yeah. she says. Does that mean I'm fat? <laughs> well, and he doesn't I, say anything. We knew there weren't going to be uh, any kind of pictures for social media because it wasn't a Polaroid. Yeah, because ah, uh, very had good. To get them, had to get them developed. <laughs> he does, and, and, and he, he gets them developed later. I pointed out there was a Kodak camera um, that he's using. I wonder if they got a little bit of a kickback, or or maybe Kodaks were the were the main ones. Back then, um, Kodak was founded 128 years ago in 1892. Jesus. There you go, John. How do you like them apples? Well, there's um, still a Kodak store up up north somewhere. I remember passing a shop, and there was there was a Kodak frontage. So I think there's still Kodak stores. Yeah, I think that it still exists. From my kind of digging, they do a lot of um, they, they, they've got printing machines in shops and things like mm. that, supermarkets. Yeah. Um, the the t- the titles start um, over the sunset death wish, which I thought yeah. was fantastic. But it's grim though. It goes from this Honolulu Hawaii feel to this sort of grim overbagging oh, well, back in New York. That's I shit. I love that um, for a couple of for a couple of reasons. Um, I like old New York. I love seeing old New York. I, oh, I yeah, think yeah, those things. Agreed. Those things are amazing as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it was such a grim-looking thing. Yeah, it was yeah. Yeah, a disgusting-looking thing. Um, and we'll come to that a number of times throughout this, probably to the point of you being bored, uh, dear listener. <laughs> um, but Dino De Laurentiis was the producer. Produced a lot of stuff, this guy. 1938 to 2010. Uh, Barbarella. Uh, the, oh, the 1976 the King Kong. On giving. <laughs> that is a gift that keeps on giving. Isn't it just? Uh, Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon? Flash Gordon. Not Flash nope. Gordon. Not Flash, no, Flash oh, Gordon. Okay. Uh, Army of Darkness. Oh, wow. Body okay. of Evidence, that Madonna thing that we all got a bit of an eyeful of yeah. when we were teenagers. <laughs> uh, yeah, loads of um, lo- loads of movies, loads of, of, of basically rubbish and the fantastic Manhunter. Oh, the Which one of a word against Manhunter. Yep, uh, Brian Cox was it? Uh, Dundonian character actor Brian Clo- Cox. Yeah, not um, oh, in space, brilliant. Uh, Brian Cox, <laughs> uh, the uh, Mancunian. Oh, look at stars! Don't you love them? 
not him. Uh, no, not that one. Okay, I get you now. No, no, he, he wasn't Hannibal Lecter at any point. The titles continue. Charles Bronson. Again, we know Charles Bronson. Once Upon a yep. Time in a West is a really grim movie. Yeah, it was, it was all the Westerns, I remember. Yeah, from- Magnificent Seven. He was Australian in The Great Escape. Um, yeah. He's in four more of these, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, he came back for more, didn't he? I think Michael yeah. Winner did, did he do one more and then... Uh, Michael Winner does, does the next two. Jesus. Uh, one of which has got uh, Jesse Ventura in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Paul, Kersey, it's me, Jesse Ventura. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you also know him from that scene in Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> That one scene. Although he's not in that scene in Reservoir Dogs. It's the bit where uh, they're talking about Madonna's Like a Virgin. Yeah. Uh, and the character says, uh, yeah, you know, finally she's she's getting done. Um, it's like Charles Bronson in The Great Escape. He's digging yeah. holes. Uh, I've always liked that. and never really had an instance that I could use that in polite company. But this is our podcast. I say what I want. You do what you bloody yeah. want. Uh, Michael Winner, because <laughs> I'm a bloody bloke. Michael Winner. Um, English uh, <laughs> director. Um, contrary to that shooting stars sketch, he directed more than three films. I'm Michael Winner, the film director, and I'm here with a girl of my eyes to impress her by talking about her in a posh restaurant, and I demand the best seat you've got. Yes, sir. Is it one okay for you? Here. No, it's not. I'm Michael Winner, the film director. I make three films. That's fine for me, Michael Winner. Come on. Um, he actually directed 35 full-length features. Um, a lot of stuff like this, kind of. I, I would say, in a way, this came in the 70s. You know, I, I, I did study film, so I like to think I know something, but, but film bore time. This came roughly about the same time as the black exploitation stuff. And this is a kind of a, I, I think, getting on the back of, of black exploitation stuff. Yeah. You Definitely. know, these these, yeah. these these guys, these middle-aged men, these old men, desperate to to tap into this cool, hip kind of feel. Um, it's jive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, stewardess, I speak jive. Uh, oh, Michael Winner, good to see you. <laughs> Could you speak to these gentlemen? Could you speak to Foxy Brown? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. So, so I I do think it was that, and 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 not not for a good reason because you know that. Like, Stop trying to reappropriate people's cultures. Um, but Mike, the Michael Winner, as far as, as, as far as I'm concerned, whilst he did all this kind of stuff, his last film, uh, I'm going to add a, a, a fact about Michael Winner, uh, having 35 full-length films, but his last film was 98's Parting Shots. Do you know that? Oh, what? No, I thought it was a film called Dirty Weekend. Uh, you're going to show me up here. As being completely wrong, aren't you? So no, no, no. Uh, right. Hang on a second. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's we in. Uh, Dirty weekend was ninety three. Parting shots was ninety eight. Right. Okay. Uh, as as you say in Glasgow, John, get it right up you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Ninety eight's parting shots, which I don't know if you've seen it, um, but he's about a um, uh, a photographer that decides to buy a pistol and go vigilante because he finds out he's dying. Sound Bad. familiar? I think he's plagiarising his own stuff. Indeed, he is. Um, the cast included Ben Kingsley, uh, John Cleese, uh, oh. Bob Hoskins. I mean, great, great actors, each and every one of them. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Felicity Kendall, uh, Dame Diana Rigg, uh, Oliver Reed's in it. But the, the, 
the photographer is Chris Rea. What? The main star of this movie is driving home for Christmas on the road to hell, Chris Rea. <laughs> driving home for my gun? Yeah. <laughs> um, no way. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm going to put this down as a, as, a, as a fact, whether you like it or not. Um, Middlesbrough listeners, Teesside listeners, and I know I've got a few uh, <laughs> people that have fed back. Uh, you'll know Chris Rea as uh, being famous for his family's ice cream vans and ice cream shop. That's right. Chris Rea's family, before he was singer-songwriter and friend of Vic and Bob, uh, uh-huh. Rea's ice creams in Redka. No way. Hmm. Rhea. I'll take you one day when we're all out of this lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I'll take you to Rhea's ice creams. Um, play. Play. But yeah, it, 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 it's a movie I kind of remember, but I'm I'm going to look for. It's a movie I'm going to look for and watch again. Uh, yeah, Michael Winner. He's also known for that advert. Do you, do you, does anybody remember that advert, the insurance advert in the UK? Uh, calm down, dear. It's just a commercial. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, which yeah. is really kind of sexist, misogynistic. Well, Frick. pretty much all his films are pretty much in the same vein, are they not? I think even yeah. in this film, one of the um, one of the actresses that was in the police station says that she pretty much he pretty much treated her like a piece of meat. He wanted that he turned around so he could see her ass and stuff. So oh, yeah, he was, that, a, yeah, was that yeah. Olivia Dukakis? Would that, have been, yeah, that was she was, She's a proper actor, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, he was, um, yeah he was, I didn't know that, but I have made a note of that. Good work. Um, yeah, Michael Winner. I've made three films. Uh, what a winner. <laughs> um, my name. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Michael Winner, and I've made three films. Uh, <laughs> um, it also says that the the, the, the music that's, that's playing is, is Herbie composed Hancock. by Herbie Hancock. Yeah, now, Herbie yeah. Hancock is a, is a jazz pianist of lots of repute. Very, a bit very of a legend. Yeah, yeah. But back then, apparently, the reason they got them is because they were looking for someone that did cheap jazz. Right. So back then, it must have been uh, buy one get one free. <laughs> He's maybe does he does he maybe do uh, does he maybe do the second? Does he maybe do uh, death death wish three death in death in Canada? I've got to find somewhere else to live. Um, My guys. <laughs> uh, Death Wish 8. I wish I was dead. <laughs> Simpsons. Um, Herbie <laughs> Hancock. I, I mean, I was like, I know the name. I know the name. I've got to look it up. And I only know Herbie Hancock for his 1983 um, synth hit, Rocket, which, f- forgive me, dear listener, but I'm going to have to do this, which is the one that goes, no way. And it was robots in the video. Do you remember? Mm-mm. Herbie yeah. Hancock, mate. It was in a film as well. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's in a film somewhere. Herbie Hancock. There you go. Um, That's going to annoy me for the rest of the night, you know. That. Well, we'll, uh, we'll we'll come back to that in another episode once our, uh, once our listeners have told us as well. Yeah. Um, we've got to get on with this movie. Jeez. I mean, I, I don't know about you. Facts coming out of my ears here. Uh, but we'll, yeah. um, we'll, get, we'll get back to the movie. Carry on. So we go back to New York, and he's in the office. Turns out, Paul Kersey is an architect. I think when they originally did it, they didn't want it to be, they wanted it to be something else. But I was, I think it was like an accountant. Um, but I think, <laughs> I think Charles Bronson was like, uh, "Hang on a second, that's a bit rubbish." So yeah, <laughs> yeah. what's wrong with making houses? <laughs> um, so. 
Yeah. Uh, he rips off this bit of printer paper. <laughs> it looks. Do you remember the old the old spool printer paper yep. on your dot matrix yep. printer? Yeah. Yep. Um, I thought that was fantastic. It really is kind of scary kind of place, but. New York at the time, and yeah. he's in the office. There's been a series of murders, and his mate in the office, like his colleague in the office, who's a bit of a prick, says to him, "Oh, you're such a bleeding heart liberal, Paul. Nothing wrong with being a bleeding heart liberal. I'm a, I'm a bleeding heart liberal. Go as left as you get, uh, <laughs> without being communist. Um, but yeah, they, they, he's, he, he, I think he says something like, "I just, I, <laughs> I, I just think everyone deserves a chance, or something like that." Ah, uh, yeah, it seems great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They set that up relatively well. It's kind of like, yeah. here's a throwaway line about... Never nice never judge a book by its cover. Everybody's got some good in them. That's yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, and then we go to the supermarket with these guys, these these These, these, these youths, these, yeah. these bloods. Yeah who, was, yeah, who was the leader? Jeff Goldblum's first part, apparently. Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum, yeah. Scary, horrible-looking yeah. character really pulls we the point face. Hat, but did, did you see who else was there? No, I couldn't tell the other guy. I thought one of them was Flea from, uh, <laughs> from no, it, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It, it wasn't the gang. It was the, the clerk. So the clerk, the young clerk that was in the store was Maria from Sesame Street. She wasn't the blind girl in Sesame Street, was she? Maybe that blind girl. Uh, no, no, I think Maria was one of the visually unimpaired people. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. yeah, she was a, a, a recognised her straight away, so... But yeah, yeah, she was uh, definitely on Sesame Street. Put it on the list, mate. It's fine. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. exciting. That's that's good. That's all these these kind of. There's a lot of people in it. I guess you know you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, I noticed the stuff that people were buying because this is the kind of thing I do. And there was you a do? product called Broiler Foil. <laughs> <laughs> nice. In the lady in front of them's bag. So I looked into Broiler Foil, and it, and it was the thing. But the, the one thing I learned from that was because I didn't really know what broiling was. Um, it's grilling in the top of your oven. So your, your, your oven has a, mm -hmm. a grill option. I mean, we, a grill we, option, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about you, but we've, we, we've got uh, ours as a standalone oven, which has got a grill in it, you know, in the, in the top bit. So right. it's two separate bits. But this, you're grilling your oven. It's like That's moon pie. What an age we live in. So I learned about broiling. Uh, nice. What a, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive indeed, Apu. <laughs> the other thing was... They had pretzels in a bag, and the pretzels were called Mr. Salty. That please tell me that's a thing. Uh, Mr. Salty was a thing. Yeah, it was. A, it was a pretzels that was made by Unbisco Biscuits, right. um, but they've been discontinued, probably because kind of salty now means kind of oh, uh, you're a bit salty, yeah, or possibly also because of jizz. I don't know. Well, that was my, that was my second thing, but yeah, we'll go with we'll go with uh, sorry, we'll go with hell doing the hell through. Okay, all right, mate. <laughs> well, I've added that to the list anyway. Um, uh, they're in Diagostino supermarket. It was a real supermarket, John. In fact, it still is a real supermarket. Oh, right. They've okay. got ten stores, uh, and uh, at the height, apparently, they had something like twenty six stores. So it was a real supermarket. So someone somewhere's paying money to to, to get on that. You know, right. um, yeah. and in Ghostbusters two, there's two facts for the price of one here. In Ghostbusters two, Dana Barrett, when she comes home, is carrying a Diagostino supermarket's bag. Wow, that's yeah, that's definitely two there. Yeah, two for the price of is, one. Is, that, is this the mind blown one, or is that still to come? Oh no, there's there's oh I I no I thought the um, Herbie Hancock one was the mind blown. 
I oh, thought right. you mind blown by Herbie Hancock. But no, no, no. I was there. As soon as I heard the music, I thought, oh, you were, you were all over that. All over that business. <laughs> and his name, at the beginning, his name popped up. Yeah, no, I just thought it was Rocket. I thought you'd have gone, oh, I can't believe it's the same guy. On the subject of the music, there's a lot of panpipe. It, it's like a... It's like being in a spa, I would assume. Like, yeah. I've never been in a spa. Yeah, it's quite unassuming music as well, but yeah, it's quite pan-piping. And, yeah. Um, calming. Yeah, when, when it's calming, it's calming. Um, <laughs> the, the punks see the, the address on the... Yeah, um, and the bag. And the, yeah, bag, and the bag, and they, they take a... They, they follow them, and, and it's all, it's just awful. Yeah, it's, they, it's a bit weird, though, because the whole, the whole lead-up to that is strange as well, because they're obviously following his wife and his daughter home, but then there's a group of nuns walk by a, a, a van, but it's just so creepy the way they just sort of glide around the van the and, nuns, and they just pop out of that. nowhere. That's, um, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's pre-empting what happens later. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like, I think it's like it come. But yeah, uh, yeah they, when they manage to get in, but it's just the elaborate way, so they're in an apartment building, so you're thinking... There's no way they can get into an apartment building, and then as luck would have it, someone's getting a, a, a sofa delivered, and they take the back entrance, but then they somehow make it in the, in the building, and then find the exact door that they need to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. mind blown. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> these 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 guys, I guess they're, they're, they're dedicated to getting free free money uh, and all the other stuff. Um, so they attack. The daughter mm -hmm. and the mother, so they attack Joanna, and and all the way through, like it, it's really weird that they're they're just calling her mother, yep. mother, which and is which is really really weird. Now this is based on a on a book. There's a fact for you. It's based on a book, and and I was I was gonna read it. You can download it off the internet. I was gonna read it, uh, but instead I watched the movie for a second time because uh, Rachel Rachel was gonna get, finally give it a go, um, but she she came in and out. Uh, but I watched it for a second time for that, but. Yeah, it's it's weird. The spray painting swash stickers. Letters spray painting. Never. They spray painted all the way up the stairs as well. Yeah, like he's like, like, I want to do a thing, and the lad we're getting money, man. Um, <laughs> so they, they cost the mother. See the way they, they hit the mother with. Oh the yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it, it gets random. Pretty harsh. Yeah, but um, cost her. Like one one minute they slapped on the face, and then the next minute they're this cost. So that's right. Uh, the daughter, the daughter gets sexually assaulted, and it's pretty awful. Yeah. Um, next, we know there's a phone call. Uh, oh, he, Paul Casey goes, "Get my wife on the phone to the uh, to the PA," and she says, just "Okay." And just as she answers the phone, the son-in-law. It's, it's phone. basically the son-in-law who I, I, I can't put too fine a point on this. I did not like this character at all. I think I think that they they, they written that way because I think all the way through the film because there's a few things that he did that really rubbed me up the wrong way. So it's his his son-in-law, but any opportunity he's calling him dad all the time, um, all the time. <laughs> it's it, really it, annoying. I pointed out in when I was writing stuff down. I, I thought it was such a cook, <laughs> you know. It was such a such a kind yeah. of like, but dad, but dad, it's it's mom, dad. it's mom, and such as because he says, oh, it's um. Uh, it's uh, it, it, there's 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 a problem. It's it, it's whatever. And he says, "I don't want to know." <laughs> yeah, he? well, he's what? on about. He's on like like I don't want to know about your problems with my daughter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. It's literally it's, it's, uh, that's none of my business. Yeah. And Carol, like, she's in called. She's called Carol, and she uh, it's 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 mom and Carol. Uh, what is it? Uh, they've been taken to the hospital. So the next thing, um, we're in we're in the hospital. 
and and he, he he makes this point while they're waiting in the hospital. He says that man is bleeding and nobody comes. Yeah, uh, so he's oh, yeah. getting everybody to be picked up straight away. I think yeah. that's a general feel you got. Boris Johnson's post Brexit Britain, mate. Welcome. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, and, and enjoy. Think yourself lucky. Yeah. There's a roof on the building. It literally was a case of oh, there's a man bleeding there. Yeah. Why is there no one there? Yeah, well, oh. yeah, and uh, yeah, and you're kind of like, well, they are doing what they can. Um, yeah. Uh, on a budget. And then Carol's, you know, they've sedated Carol. Uh, what about my wife? They said, oh, I'm sorry, she's just died. Surely that would have been the first thing that you come to them with. Yeah, oh. do you know what? Yeah, because I think it's a bit weird how we went straight to the son-in-law went, got some good news, she's all right. And then Chucky just says, what about my wife? It's like, oh, she died. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd have with that and went, oh. I've got some bad news, but here's the good news. Carol's yeah. okay. That's right. It's kind of, I, I made a note, but they were so young and in love. Like in the opening scene, you kind of think, surely this should be some 20 somethings. <laughs> you know, not, yeah. not the, not the, the, the parents of, of, of grown married people. Um, yeah. Cause he was, he was 50. I think he was 52. 54, 52 or 54. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I thought 52 was bad, but yeah, 54. So he's to not be honest, mate, he looks, he looks a good 20 years older. You know? Yeah, I, but I that's all the squinting flows Western movies they had to do, to be honest. It's just <laughs> now <laughs> these <right>. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the beans and uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. hard liquor. And, look, and looking at the sun or looking at the uh, <laughs> looking at high noon. <laughs> yeah, looking at things, looking at men on horses coming over the yeah. distance um they go to the funeral and it's oh, really snowy Jesus. like it's but, so snowy it can't be faked but do you know what see see the worst of that is is oh, this the scene is obviously just them doing that part but just see when they all walked away and they could hardly see anyone because it's so snowing when they look back to look at the floor sort of the the, the the lot where she'd been buried and because there was flowers on it it actually looked like a dead snowman it just looked like a dead <laughs> snowman lying in the ground. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> he, he then goes to the police station. And says, you know, have you found anything out about my um, about my wife? But there's a guy, like this really random guy in a purple hat, and and he's 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 got the radio on, and that's kind of the the transition oh, between yeah. the scenes um, for talking about the weather, which I, it must have been put in just because that day that they filmed it, it was really bad weather. Yeah, I really assume. Bad. Yeah, I think I um, put in randomly. Yeah, and he says, why haven't you found my dog? He's vital to my income. He paints such beautiful pictures with his paws. <laughs> Which is except what a line. What a line. <laughs> uh, and at that point, I turned around to Colin Robinson and said, why don't you paint, why don't you paint such marvellous pictures with your paws instead of sitting looking angrily at me? Uh, it's a work, in progress. It's a work in progress. Which is exactly what he's doing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and 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 they said, well, we haven't found anything yet. We haven't found any. But there's, we, a there's a chance. There's a chance they could be caught. Like, what, you mean there's a chance they could be caught? Yeah, there's a chance. Yeah. There's no yeah. chance. <laughs> yeah, it's not very um, – yeah, you, 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 you don't believe – that, that they're out to help him and and yeah the point is that the city's overrun that that's the point of the yep. of, of the movie um they're trying um, to say that they're trying to say that wasn't the message so they're trying to say that 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 wasn't the sort of vigilanteism wasn't wasn't what they're trying to do in that they were just trying to do it in such a way that people could see 
from a, a victim's point of view, but I'm thinking, you know what, it's, the, the city was overrun. I think back then it was a lot of gang violence and stuff anyway, so as you say, I think the executive has just picked up on the fact that there was a problem with the youth that day, so yes. it doesn't be a good message, for, especially for today. No, I agree. I absolutely agree, and, and it's flawed, to my opinion, but I, re- I I remember thinking it was it was a good film when I first saw it. You know, certainly when I saw this for the first time, I'd maybe been a teenager, and I remember thinking, "Old New York." So that's why I wanted to to bring oh, it no, on. I, but I, you're, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. I mean, there's a lot we can have a laugh at, but there's a lot of stuff we certainly shouldn't be. Oh like. yeah, I mean, because uh, I think right about that time is like the films were like the, the Warriors and a, a lot, mm. of, uh, even even the Wanderers. To an extent, yeah. it was all based on that look and the feel of New York being so, um, like, like looking at the gangs and looking because a lot of the films back then were sort of they had a, a gang influence in it, even the outsiders and stuff like that. Were I mean, it's all about gangs, so yeah, I think that's a case of just jump on the gang bandwagon and uh, get somebody in to kill them all. The and it jumping on the gang bandwagon. <laughs> the gang. The gang that, well, that's bang. a very Did different like that? thing. The gang bandwagon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that uh, that's got a uh, that's got its own tab on, <laughs> on Portal. Of, <laughs> on occasion, yeah, gang bandwagon. I like that. I'm going to use that. Um, not in polite company. I hope. <laughs> oh, certainly not. Certainly not. <laughs> that's good news. Um, he, he's looking out the window um, one night, and there's this there's, there's carrying on. There was an old beetle which was yellow, which I was kind of like, well, why isn't Bumblebee stopping this? I, I thought um, it was. I thought it was Ted Bundy. Ted <laughs> 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 Bundy's out there waiting to kill people. You do? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, he's drinking a pint of milk, looking out the window. He's got the worst. Uh, he's, he's he's got the worst neck curtains I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Not that net curtains are still a thing, I would assume. But he's 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 drinking a, a, like a pint of milk, uh, and I almost expect kind of someone to go, "You've got a mustache, I know, <laughs> I know." Um, but I, I just uh, he's like, if someone was to approach him and say, "You know, I'm a real man, keeps my bones strong, Ali." <laughs> um, next next step, he's he's in a bank. He says, uh, "He says ne- uh, next, sir." He says. <laughs> Twenty dollars in quarters, please. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> and that he bank, puts that them in a thing, sock. Yeah, that bank. I think it's a landmark now, but it's still an actual working. Oh right! Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Financial in the financial district. Um, it made yeah, me think. Yeah, get some full of money. Homer the vigilante. Uh, yeah. You know why are you spray painting? Because it makes me feel like a big man. Uh, I want to join your gang of drunken thugs. Uh, okay. Here's a sack. You have to bring your own doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> so I did think oh, of that. Uh, and I wrote, here's the sack. Bring your own doorknobs. Um, he's back at work the next day. And, and I kind of think, I mean, I would assume he's probably had a, a couple of days off, a few days off. But he's, he's, you know, he's one of these baby boomers who's who's kind of like, I've got to get back to work. People yeah. are depending on me. I mean, don't yeah, be wrong. I, you know, I, I, I always like to think people are dependent on me at work, but it's not how it works, is it? Um, it's not. He really should not. be grieving. He really should. Be oh yeah, yeah. Back too early. Far too early. Yeah. Especially when he's selling his socks full of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he goes out for a walk that night. <laughs> yeah. With him, oh. and the and the mugger is like, "Give us your money or whatever," and he's like. <laughs> have a sock yeah. of quarters in the face but it's just to me slapped him across the face with that, yeah. <laughs> that I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah back to the flat he's shaking like crazy oh. yeah and he's, he's I'd, I'd made a note um, oh he says uh, the, the, he's, the guy says 
Turn around, you son of a bitch. Pow. Sock of money to the face. Um, <laughs> there's, as he's walking home, there's a little guy selling papers. You know, there's yeah, a, I mean, a little uh, fella. And he's like, paper, sir. Buy a paper, sir. And I made a note. Midgets. They're filming midgets over there. Did he not tap him in the head as he walked by? He does. He pats him on, <laughs> on the arm. But all I could think of was in Bruges. They're filming midgets They're over filming there. Midgets. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and then in the flat he's shaking. But did, after that, after he does his shaky thing, he walks out. But has some has some practice swings with his burst with his sock. He does. And then he, does. <laughs> he does. He bursts it. And he goes all over the place. And I'm like, whoa. We're going to need a new of, sock. That, that... We're going to need a bigger sock. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's. I, I love that the way he's pouring the whiskey. Like he pours like the world's biggest whiskey, uh, or as I call them, uh, a planty measure. Uh, when, when I'm at home, I mean, I've I've got one here. I've got a beer and a, and a dram, um, and uh, yeah, I've got quite a big one with a little drop just of water. Steady the nerves, big man. Just uh, yeah, nerves, just steady the podcasting nerves, Ken. <laughs> Ken, fine. Um, yeah, so he goes back to work, and they say, um, "I've got a bit of a, a bit of a rest for you." We're going to send you to. Uh, we're going to send you on holiday Arizona. to Tucson, Arizona. Arizona, I'm like, what? Do, do you know anything about Tucson, Arizona? <laughs> oh no, I don't think it's the most interesting place in the world. Though. Well, I tell you, the the the, the slow at counting the bloody votes. I'm telling you that much. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. I did make a note. Uh, I've only gone and lost it, but I think Tucson, Arizona, um, in the Beatles, get back. Uh, the line is, uh, Jojo was a man who thought he was a loner. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know the lyrics, but it says something, 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 Tucson, Arizona. Right. Uh, there you go. So Tucson, so, Arizona. So there, it's, in that, it's in that Beatles song. And, and loads of people at home are turning off going, ah, do you not know the Beatles? Do you not know the Beatles? Because I'm only 40, mate, is, is the answer to yeah, that. We're pretentious. We prefer the monkeys. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you know they didn't write their own songs. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so there's 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 a fact for you so yeah he he, he goes to t- <laughs> tucson arizona um yep. to meet meet a client ames jane chill uh stuart yep. margolin and this guy i mean look I, I i would assume that these people don't exist but apparently they do um he, he's you know he's got the big hat he's got stetson he's 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 like uh he's like uh, Mr. Kersey, I'm a, uh, I'm Ames Shayhill. He's like, please, call yeah, me yeah. But, he's like, well then, call me Ames. <laughs> you can like, he's got, well, he's, he's got the Cadillac, hasn't he? <laughs> he has Everything. with the horns on it. With the horns, like um, steel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like something. It's like something out of bloody um, Dukes of Hard, isn't it? Where the the was it Roscoe with his 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 uh, Cadillac with the horns on it? Yeah, it's exactly like that. And you kind of think, no, this can't be real. But I'm sure if you if you go down to Arizona, there'll be some of that carry on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Please, if you're in Arizona, do invite us. Uh, we've got a number of listeners in, in, in New York who are going to be cringing throughout the whole of this. Uh, <laughs> apologies, people, but uh, do, 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 uh, do, do help us out. Do tell us a little bit on the socials about, um, about how we got yeah. everything so wrong because it's going to get much worse. Uh, <laughs> and, and also, if you're in Arizona, tell us a bit about that. So it's kind of like a 
he's he's building on this in these hills, isn't he? They're, they're, they're meant yeah. to be building in these hills. Uh, and he basically says, look, I, I prefer it as it is. I want lots of open spaces. You don't understand because you're from New York. Um, you know, this, this is what we, we think we should do. Um, and he says, okay, that's, that's fine. And he's, he's dressed, um, Paul Kersey's, I think, dressed like the Fonz. He really uh, is. In this what bit, he's got like the, the, the jeans and the uh, and the thing. Whereas um, Ames is dressed like Colonel Tom Parker. Looks like yeah. he's off to rob Elvis of all his money. <laughs> yeah. People at home oh. are going, hang on a second. You don't know the Beatles, but you know Elvis. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, hey, Mrs. C, I'm going to blow your fucking face off. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, so they go to old the old kind of West... Yeah, like a film set. Yeah, which is great. I said, I said to Rachel, where I grew up in the Midlands, we had a little place called the American Adventure Theme Park, uh, and it was a Wild West themed theme park, and they had like a a, a set like this where uh, blokes with Nottingham accents would stand on the, the the top of a thing and going. I'm going to shoot you, me duck. (laughs) (laughs) Really bad accents. And it's exactly like that. There's one in Glasgow as well. Um, It's a quite famous one called the Grand Old Opry, where they do that sort of um, sort of swirling the gun round in the finger and shooting balloons. Yeah, it's uh, oh mate, little... we'll have some of that after. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get that heavy Google, but yeah, and Grand Old Opry. I think it's at Pays Old West just before you go into town. So yeah, right, we're getting involved with that. Um, <laughs> but I said I thought it was like, and God, we need to stop mentioning this movie. It's like the Spawn Ranch uh, in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Ch- Charles Manson's Charles Manson's kind of teenage. Uh, followers are all in there. George yep. Spann, blind, blind, deaf George Spann's in in the thing, and he needs his sleep. Otherwise, he's not going to stay up for uh, whatever show he's watching. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was good. But Paul Kersey, what the point I I made here was Paul Kersey's a really good guy because he he listens to what the client wants, and and he wants to design proper houses, lots of space. Yeah, not, not your Barrett boxes or whatever, you know. And I thought that was really good. But you, you see him watching this shootout, uh, and and it's kind of like you can see it in his eyes. He's like, "Cowboys, eh?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's almost way. like it's it's switching on. Yeah. Um, so you your man, your man, Ames says, um, uh, "How about I take you out for something to eat?" Um, he says, oh, I'll take you out for something to eat. I'll take you to the club. Uh, he says, no, I'm going to go to bed. And he says, no, 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 I'll take you to the club. But it is a shooting club. We shoot at the shooting club. Oh, dear. Is that what you do? It's not just called yeah. the shooting club, eh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we shoot at the shooting club. Um, and he says, um, uh, he says, oh, I was in Korea. Uh, I was a medic. Um, but I was um, a conscientious objector. Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, one of those liberals, eh? Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, now, do you know what a conscientious uh, objector is, John? Uh, I just thought it was somebody that just objects to being conscious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, it's somebody that reject, uh, objects to going to war, uh, yeah. often for a religious reason, but sometimes for um, sometimes for a moral reason. Yeah. Um, so you, would you agree now that you know what that is? Oh no! Yeah, I knew. I've 
Tomorrow, if I was going to go to war, I'd be a, a conscientious objector. Uh, well, I would also be a coward. Yeah, so I'm with <laughs> you. Um, but no, the reason I'm asking to make sure that you're clear as to what a conscientious objector is, uh, yeah, because I think fun. now it's time to play conscientious objector. Did I've got a little did quiz did for did you. Did yeah. No, no, no. I've got a little quiz for you. You love a week quiz. We haven't had one since airplane, but I thought you would like one. So I'm going to tell you somebody. I'm going to give you a name. Tell you what they right. do or what okay. they did, um, and I'm going to ask you to tell me if it's true or false that they were a conscientious objector in a war. Okay. All right. There's eight of them, so I'm going to score you out of eight, and, and to put no pressure on you, however many you get right is however many things you've learned. Okay. All right, so that's going to add to our final total of things to learn. So you better get eight, mate, because let's be fair, we've been pretty disastrous Yeah. in this first five episodes. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need the points, don't we? Okay. We're going to start local. We're going to talk about William Baxter. Now, he was a politician for West Stirlingshire. Yeah. So West Stirlingshire would be kind of uh, – and again, correct me if I'm wrong at home, folks, I did live in Stirling. Bridge of Allen, possibly out towards Clackmannan. Uh, but obviously not Clackman because that's in Clackman and Shire. Um, William Baxter, politician for West Stirlingshire, I believe in the 1800s. Oh, God, right. um, early 1900s. Was he true? Was it? Was it? Was he or wasn't he a conscientious objector? I'm going to say he was. You're absolutely right. He was a conscientious objector. I don't know any more than that. Was he not from Australia or something? No, so. no. I believe he was from. Sterling, but yeah, I could be oh, wrong. Really? Uh, number two, uh, Muhammad Ali. You know him, he's a boxer. <sighs> it's weird because he was a boxer, but I'm, I'm thinking he because he did it was quite religious towards the end, wasn't he? So I think I'm thinking, yeah, he's a conscientious objector. He absolutely was on reasons of religion, right? The clue is yeah. in the name, Muhammad Ali, yeah, although as you know. <laughs> He was born Cassius Clay. Yes, he uh, was. And in the words of Eddie Murphy in uh, Coming to America, his mama call him Clay, I'm going to call him Clay, uh, <laughs> which I absolutely love, 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 love. Uh, number oh. three, uh, Danny Dyer. Uh, he's full-time Cockney. Danny Dyer, for those that uh, don't know, actor of very little repute. <laughs> was he a conscientious objector or not? I'm going to say no. At the Irons, you're absolutely correct. Jesus. Just just, just generally a coward, uh, I would assume. Um, he might be litigious. I don't think he's a fighter, but he might be litigious. Um, playwright Harold Pinter. English playwright Harold Pinter. Um, he wrote a lot of uh, big plays in the 60s and 70s. Harold Pinter. Harold Pinter. What did he do? Which sort of stuff did he do? Um, the th oh, it became a movie with Michael Caine and Laurence Olivier, and then was later a movie where Michael Caine was the Laurence Olivier character and Jude Law was the Michael Ooh. Caine character. Do you know the one I, I mean? I, I keep wanting to call it Clue. Clue, but it's not called Clue. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's like Clue, though, isn't it? It's, yeah. oh. You know uh, the one I'm I mean? Gonna, I'm going to say yeah. Uh, indeed he was, yeah. Excellent work so far, mate. You've you've got them all right. Um, How many? Number five. You have, yeah. Uh, you've got four right. Four out of uh, eight, so you're halfway there. Uh, Donald Watson. Donald Watson was the founder of the Vegan Society. Um, that's 
a no-brainer, though. I'm going to say yeah. You're absolutely right, yeah. Um, yeah, founder of the Vegan Society many, many years ago, a long, long time. I think the 60s and 70s. By the that way, the, 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 uh, the Michael Caine one was called Sleuth. Sleuth, that's Sleuth. what it is. Uh, the original's very good. The second, yeah. uh, I seem to remember quite like it. second one's directed by Kenneth Branagh, um, who's, uh, who's an excellent director. As as yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, number six, uh, yep. David yep. Niven, the actor. Oh, God. British actor David Niven. He comes across as somebody that sh should have been in the army. I'm going to say he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't a conscious. He was not. No, you're right. He fought for Britain in World War Two. Gave up his acting that, career for a number of years. Put it on. Good because he comes across as a, a military type. He, he, he seemed, especially when he yeah, was. Yeah, I, I think you kind of remember him from films as kind of having that. Yeah, um, yeah, that kind of. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, number seven, Montel Williams, the talk show host. He <laughs> comes across as. Someone that isn't, if you know what I mean, because he's always right up there in people's faces. So <sighs> this is this is a hard one. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say he was a conscientious objector. He was not. Oh, damn. he had a 22-year career in the uh, in the military, apparently, before he Jesus. became that. I, again, I always think of that South Park episode. Montel, I'm going to talk about Michael Jackson, uh, <laughs> which I absolutely do. Again, I'm not going to do the rest of the quote because he'll get us in trouble. Um, yep. Finally, this is a good one, B. Arthur. She was Dorothy in The Golden Girls, Sophia's daughter. <sighs> I'm going to say she wasn't. You are correct. She drove trucks in the Marine Corps. Jesus. How that is... about that? Well, you learn something new every day. Is that two facts? John? You got that right and I've just learned something new. No, no. Well, you learned them all. Um, seven out of eight. I mean, Jesus, it's... That's... That's, that's better than bloody the, the last one we did with sports. That's exceptionally better uh, <laughs> than, uh, than, than, than Airplane, and no doubt. <laughs> so I think you've done really well there, mate. Uh, you, yes, you've, you've helped Thank us you. along in the facts, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so he, he takes Paul Kersey out and he finds out he's a, he's, he's a conscientious objector. Yeah. Um, and he finds out why he was in Korea. He was a medic. Um, but he finds out that his dad was a hunter. My father was a hunter. And he says uh, he got his mum was against uh, guns. Mm -hmm. um, and then my dad got mistook for a deer. <laughs> that's, 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 hunting with that's a mistake. Yeah, like he got the Dick Cheney hunting party. <laughs> so he was given the choice, wasn't he? So after that, <laughs> yeah. I'm given the choice to flip the coin. Was he in Vietnam <laughs> with, a, with a half loaded revolver? Um, that's a movie we will never do, by the Definitely. way. Add that to the list of films we will never do. Um, so he gives him a couple of guns. Uh, the first one, again, let's let, let, let's go we'll back to the fact that I'm starting to get obsessed with guns. Yep. Um, well, American. <laughs> I am. I fight for the rights of every man. Um, percussion pistol from 1842. 
Uh, it's got a long barrel. Um, it's a pistol. Fires 32s, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, American Gun Nuts. Uh, and the other one uh, was a, a Haley Colt, which is from 1890. Um, and he shoots, doesn't he? And he's, he's, he's kind of like oh, yeah, he's dead, right dead eye. Lamo. Yeah. But it's really weird. The, the guy Ames is shouting at him, and I'm, I wasn't sure if it was because he's got the the like the, the, the ear protectors was, on, yeah, or Ames was, just really loves guns. He literally just went over. He went. He was too enthusiastic at that point, wasn't he? I love guns. <laughs> you know, <laughs> All right, shot. mate, we get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He then he's he's then going home, isn't he? Thanks for all your help. Thanks for all your help, Paul. Yeehaw. Um, here's a little present. Are yeah, a little going that? away yeah. present. Are you, yeah, are you checking that bag in? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, here's a little going away present. Now look, this is post nine eleven, right? We've been post nine eleven for nearly twenty years now. Um, uh, excuse me, sir. Did you pack this this bag? Yes, yes, I did. You, mate, you are getting Guantanamo. I don't care. You yeah. you are going to find yourself looking out over the Bay of Pigs. Uh, you, <laughs> you, mate, you are finished. Yeah, jeez. But it was a gift. <laughs> yeah, and, it says it on the box. <laughs> yeah. He's then, he's then in the airport with the sun, but dead, but dead. Grow a spine, mate. Yeah. Um, and he finds out the daughter is uh, I'd written in a coma, but it turns out she's not. She's catatonic. She's just not I responding. That daughter is pretty much a vegetable. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's what he says. Oh, she's pretty much a vegetable. Pretty much a like, vegetable. Like, like, wow, fella. I didn't want to tell you over the phone because it was. I didn't want to get upset. Uh, my yeah, yeah. Vegetable. Oh, you said she was much better after she'd been the coast. So what can we do? Oh, uh, well, we can put her in a. Um, we can put her in a uh, in a place. There's nothing we can do to stop her going in or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Surely there is. You just say, we will not put you in a place like this. Um, it's the, the, son, the son-in-law and the father that could probably put the finances together to get her something better. Yeah, but yeah, he's, bit, he's, on about, he's, he's on about the insurance. Mm-hmm. I mean, Obamacare, man. You've got to get some of that Obamacare. It's <laughs> well-deserved. People, but they, they don't seem too short of cash. And there's there's a bit maybe slightly later where they go out to see her, and it's like, yeah, we shouldn't live in the city. We should we should live out here in the. And it's so obviously somewhere really posh. And he's like, with what money, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, you're doing all right. You know, you're doing all right. yeah, but they're doing okay. But it's kind of like this this guy, this son, has all these ideas when really he mm-hmm. just, just needs uppercut. You know, he just yeah. needs a couple of slaps, doesn't he? Get rid. Get rid um, of that guy. Get rid. Maybe a bit harsh. She's 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 had a pretty tough time without uh, getting <laughs> yeah, him down. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he gets the pictures back. I'm laughing. I shouldn't be laughing. He gets the pictures back from the holiday. He's looking at the pictures. I mean, they've obviously. How long does it take to send away for pictures in in the seventies? I remember paying extra at Boots, the chemist, to uh, to get a twenty four hour deal but then I, I i did live in derbyshire at the time and, and boots the chemist was in nottingham yeah <laughs> so you know i think they literally just put it in a put it in a van 
took it across and bought it back I, the next day. I think back then they actually had to develop it properly because I remember when we were younger, we used to have the, the, the old cameras and the spool, you would literally take the spool to to the park centre and then next week when you were going for shopping, you'd pick them back up. So I don't know if we got the slow service in the world, but yeah, my mum would take them in one week and then one weekend and then get them next weekend. Glasgow and, and, and Nottingham are miles away though, so it's understandable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, absolutely yeah um i i made it i made a note of it says peter k voice remember getting your photos printed remember photos <laughs> uh, i remember photos uh, <laughs> he then um opens his suitcase finds the box that he's given him and it, it kind of says to Paul from Ames, and you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Ames. Nice. I hope he's got a good Ames. <laughs> hey, very good. <laughs> uh, do you remember Ames? Uh, <laughs> and then he, he goes for a walk with the Straight away, straight, straight to the Central Park. park. Yeah, he goes for a walk in the park, which I think is, is, is the Warriors Park. I'm sure it's the Warriors Park. Oh, no, it definitely is. Um, but, yeah, because even at that, as soon as you see the creepy bastard, you're thinking, yeah, that's definitely the Warriors Park. Yeah, that's right. And he... The, the the mugger comes on to comes on. He's like, "Give me your money! Give me your money!" And he shoots him like he's he's got him held up. And Paul Paul shoots him. Um, right in the stomach. Well, yeah, in <laughs> yeah, I, I made a note of this. In fact, because he shoots him in the stomach, and then he makes a dash for it. And then when when the cops are there in the morning, he says. Uh, it was a bullet to his chest, but he blatantly goes blatantly down, holding stomach. his stomach. Yeah, you can see the blood pack and everything at the, yeah. the stomach. Yeah, uh, and we dumb. finally, I mean, it's, we're, we're quite we're quite away in the movie. We're like 45 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. We finally meet Vincent Gardinia's character, Franch Ochoa. Uh, Frank Ochoa <laughs> is um, like this cigar-chomping. Oh, he's old cop. school. He's, he's like Columbo, isn't he? Bad Time Magazine. <laughs> yeah, later on, he's, he's, he's in Time Magazine. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he was the dad in Moonstruck, but i tell you what I know him from. He's Mr. Mushnick in Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know the the uh, the musical version of Little yeah, Shop of yeah. Horrors? So yeah, yeah. he's Mr. The Mushnick in that, um, which, which just goes to show how uh, little um, I really know about classic... Uh, US films <laughs> when this guy who I think is actually a proper actor uh, I think by the way I absolutely adore Little Shop of oh, Horrors I, um, yeah. I used to have a um, when, when I was living in Yorkshire as a, as a teenager a lot of mates always used to go oh but you're you're, you're quite Yorkshire you're, you know you're one of us you know we don't think of you as a southerner uh, but I used to have a reoccurring nightmare um, where I was uh, playing uh, Seymour Who's the main character? Rick character in, yeah, Rick Moranis' character. That's right. In a um, in an all uh, all Yorkshire cast of this uh, of that uh, of that show, um, and we're doing our dress rehearsal the morning of the show before the, the the first one starts. And as we're doing it, some guy comes running down the hall at the show. You know, running down the kind of the things. With my birth certificate showing that I was actually born in Nottingham, oh, and and that was that used to keep me awake at night. That used to have me in in a, in a cold sweat at night. And I, 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 look, I am from Nottingham. I've always been from Nottingham. But my mates always were. Oh, you're you're just as Yorkshire as we are. Uh, but I'm very proud of being from Yorkshire. 
very proud of being a coal miner's son. I'm not so proud of being a forest fan at the minute, but that's you know that's as an never really that's goes another, away, does it? That's another. That's another. That's another blog. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, it is. It's a very different podcast. Um, <laughs> so Vincent Gardini is kind of this this kind of real old school kind of cop. Did you see like a, a clever Columbo? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's very good. The next. Um, the next day he goes out again. Uh, yeah. And I think there's a, there was, is the guy being mugged or is the guy being threatened? There's, there's three, I, I think he's being mugged. At first I thought he was just being stabbed. Yeah. Helmet, but yeah, he's being mugged. But yeah, there's three uh, brothers all mugging away as you yeah. do. Yeah. And and he uh, and he's just like bam bam bam. Yeah, you can look. Like, shot, shot one. In, he shot one in the ass, and then he shot him in the back. As he was yeah, he shot quite... him in the back. I mean, okay, the ripping really? the guy. I get that. And then yeah, <laughs> and then the guy, um, the cops come over, and they're saying, you know, you know, uh, and Vincent Gardini comes along, and he says, um, did you? Uh, did you see uh, yeah, you, you <laughs> saw them, didn't you? You saw who did it? No, you no, I had blood in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, you saw him, <laughs> and you're kind of like, oh, okay. This, Man of the this, people. <laughs> yeah, this cop's pretty good. He's pretty good. Oh, he knows. Um, he knows. Yeah. So he, he then goes to work the next day, and he locks his gun away at work. You know. Oh, it, it, yeah, I've seen that. It, it, like a safe at work or something, like a cupboard. As you do, it's part of the uh, security now that you put all your passwords in an envelope and your guns, and then you put them in a lock. <laughs> yeah, just a standard. Nice one. Um, his boss comes in and he says, oh, Tucson agreed with you. You look well. And he says, I feel good. He <laughs> didn't even hear him say it. He just says, I feel great. But his boss has already walked out the door. He's just yeah. loving life. He says, I feel Good. <laughs> was, <laughs> kind of like, was, who keeps giving his, this guy movies to act in? <laughs> was his daughter no put in a convent as well at the same time? Yeah. So you'd mentioned nuns earlier on. Yeah. Nuns on the run. They're back. Uh, yeah. So they, so you know, on you go. Go 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 and see the nuns. I, I, I had made a note here. Uh, Y'all need some Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> and dragged away with it. Has, my, my my wife was right into that as a Catholic. I apparently have married into it, even though we didn't get married in the church. I don't know. Is it still a thing now? <laughs> ah, what Catholicism? I believe people are very much into it. Uh, I believe religion's still quite popular in 2020, John. Well, contrary we to need, what you and I think, <laughs> well, we, we all need something to believe in right now, don't we? That's that's <laughs> it. Yeah, I want one of those uh, hokey religions from Skyrim. That's what I'm into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daedra or something like that. Yeah. Um, he's got a taste for blood now. He's literally oh, yeah. out hunting people. He's popping more for his left range. Now, <laughs> he's, he is cooking fools. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's he's he's also cool. he's also in coat number three. This is a th the third different yeah. coat. Uh, and I went back to check. Uh, I mean. He is a stylish man. Uh, oh, that's, yeah. That's why he's got no money that, to move yeah, to. His vigilantes go. He's, he's I spend all my money, money on coats. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> coats and I'm warm. <laughs> coats and billets. Um, uh, yeah. The detective is... Oh, the detective gets all the cops together. This is the bit you were talking about earlier on with um, Olympia Dukakis. And he's saying, look for, look for combat veterans. Yeah, um, yeah. Start start with yeah, Vietnam. What you were back? Vietnam would have been very, very close to this. 
I'd have thought so, unless I'm missing something. Yeah, so Vietnam would probably have not been over. In fact, Vietnam was still going on. I've just done a little bit of a look. Um, mm -hmm. uh, went on until the 30th of April, whether whether the US were, were still uh, there then. Um, it, indeed, they were. Yeah. Um, so from uh, 61 to 75, the US were still there. So, Jesus, so I good. mean, he, obviously, we're looking for a young man. And then he says, work back, Korea. Mm -hmm. Paul Kersey was in 700 years ago. Uh, and and you kind of think, okay. And somebody, I think somebody says, oh, God, or oh Jesus. He says, you're right. Who's in that? Whoever said that's right, it is a hell of a job or something like that. We now go to the underground, and these two guys run onto the underground. It's oh. like the Warriors. Yeah, that's <laughs> what that was like. The baseball furies. Big, big American flag in the back of their jackets and flat, waiting for yeah. other characters to come out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they work their way through and as people see they, they get off the they get off the train. But who doesn't get off the train? Paul Kersey. He yeah. stays on no, the train. He he's reading the paper. With his messages sitting right beside him. <laughs> yeah, he's got his bag of shopping, which comes back later. Um and he shoots them through the he shoots one of them through the paper. But there's no hole in the paper. Oh, uh, yeah. There's no hole in the paper when he's choosing to the paper. I'll make a note of that. Um, even move. I hope somebody was uh, was was fired for that blunder. I hope Paul Kersey shot somebody for that blunder. Yeah, the film. A real hole in them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's, he's oh. kill, he killed another two. But did you see that on that train? Did you notice that when they, those, those perpetrators come on and they're sitting, obviously going to harass people, there's a cop standing there, looks at them, and then walks out. Yeah, just leaves like, them to oh, it. Hang on like, a mate, you you are terrible at your job. He, he just he just didn't want to deal with the paperwork. It's too much paperwork. I don't want to do it. Well, paperwork or possibly getting murdered by a gang. Well, he had a truncheon <laughs> and a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he had a gun. You you saw he had him. A gun. He had a gun. He had a gun. Um, so there's a press conference. This is brilliant. Absolutely love this this press conference. Um, there's a press conference of foreign press. Foreign press. Are there, yeah. And he's like, "Hand yourself in. You should hand yourself in, and we'll go easy on you." You're kind yeah. of like, he, 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 at this point, he's murdered five, five, six people, seven five, people. Uh, six, six there. He's, he's, he's done a bit of a job. It's not going to happen. He sat in one of these coffee shops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, with the, and like the women the in there, nose. I was like, what is this? Picking her nose. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's picking her nose. I, I, I did look like she was going to eat it at one minute. I was like, I know, I was like that's uh, not good advertising. That's not good. I know she'll no. put anything in her mouth, but that's not good advertising. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So but yeah, he pays his bill and he's like, yeah. look at all the money I have. All the monies. I I don't tip very well, but I take a lot of money home. And yeah. they're like that. Hey, look, man, look at all the money this guy's got. Let's take this old this old guy down. <laughs> <laughs> and and they try and try and rob him. He shoots the one guy. The guy one stabs guy. him, but he he, 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 I mean, like he brushes him it's kind of like he's he, he, he's he's putting butter on his shoulder on, on, his, yeah. on his back and then later on when he takes his shirt off it's his shoulder like massive gouge as well you're like <laughs> exactly um yeah he shoots the guy and, and kind of limps away doesn't he <laughs> um i put a note here saying has paul kersey got bloodlust at this point 
Like, yeah, does he just, does he just want to? Uh, yeah, because is is any opportunity, and yeah. the, and everyone who's came across as well has got a knife. I mean, it's, I it, think he could just pull that gun out and just say, "You're going to bring a knife to a gunfight," and then he would run away. But he doesn't. He just automatically just blamo blamo. Mm. Is, is, is he thinning out the numbers or is he just murdering everybody? I think um, murdering. And why hasn't he shot that pussy of a son-in-law yet? I know. <laughs> no. know. I hate this guy. I thought he was going to shoot him when he took him to his flat, man, and showed him his new uh, painting and the son's like, oh, um, but what about when he's like, am I not allowed to live my life? I thought he was going to crack him there with a sock full of money. So, so did I. Like break his jaw or something. Yeah. So he, he comes in and he's, he's painted his flat yellow. Hasn't he? He's in, and he says, what yeah. do you think to the walls? And he says, well, it's a bit yellow, isn't it? And I got a job lot from British Rail. It's like that bit in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bit in Only Fools and Horses. Um, and he's got the funky tunes on it. It sounds like Herb, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass yeah. um, or something out of Austin Powers. <laughs> and this, I said to Rachel, you've got to listen to this bit, whatever she reading some magazines, you've got to listen to this bit. And he says, uh, dinner, it's liver and spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> How do you want your liver? Rachel just went, and I'm like, I'm interested. I quite like a little. I, I'm not against liver. I'm not against eating awful. Um, but yeah, how do you like your liver and spaghetti? And he, he goes medium. I'll do it medium. Uh, yeah, he offers him a drink. Medium. And earlier on in the movie, the, the son offers him another drink. He says, "I'm fine with what I've got." And now he's and now he's kind. Of, but obviously, it's given him a lease, like a new lease of life. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, your daughter's with the goddamn nuns. Yeah, <laughs> you like, know oh. you, your daughter's with the bloody penguins from <laughs> Blues Brothers, and you are enjoying liver, yellow walls, and, and music, and the, uh, and the music, brass. music. <laughs> um, music. <laughs> and so he he, he he then goes on to shoot the guy, and 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 as the guy's kind of dying on the table, <laughs> the the, the uh, surgeon comes out and he says, "I can't save him." Uh, he's got a slug in his liver. And I turned to Rachel and went, see, Paul Kersey finally got his liver in the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it mixed, it mixed up his liver, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Whoa. Uh, <laughs> blammo indeed. Um, we then cut to this really weird TV section. Newsflash. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's like uh, we're going to go now. Uh, I'm talking to Mrs. Brown. You um, you, fought, you, you fought off a mugger. Oh, yeah. Like I fought him off with a hat pin. Yeah, it's like, like a really unusual, unusual item. And then you see it, and she's she's like, a hat pin's what we used to wear in our hats to keep it attached to our hair. Um, and all I could think was um, the episode of The Simpsons with um, uh, Mom's fighting off Jub Jub with a hat pin. <laughs> <laughs> jub Jub, oh Jub Jub, um, Jub Jub, Jub Jub indeed. And then and the construction then, workers. I said, yeah, what did you do? Oh, the guy was trying to steal something. So we roughed him up a little. And I think yeah. the, I the, couldn't find the direct quote. The guy says something the, like, the, oh, yeah, he got like a broken arm or something. Yeah, but oh. he broke his jaw and broke both his arms and cracked his ribs. And I think he said something like, oh, he must have had a really nasty fall yeah, or something like that. He had a really bad fall. Wow. You know, this, but it does this weird thing and it shows what's happening, which isn't in keeping with the movie. It's like a, it, it's almost like a, yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. like a flashback that, that they've recorded after. 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's really kind of like what? Why is that? But it got me thinking. It's almost like because um, because they're all that they're, they're all taking inspiration um, from the from the vigilante from yeah. Kersey. Um and and we talked about the warriors earlier on, and all I could think was Paul Kersey in in a park at midnight uh, with all these gangs around him, uh, <laughs> and he's going. We could take them all down. <laughs> you know, I've got the Manhattan old men architects to my left. <laughs> they artisan bread makers. <laughs> They're all standing around like all these people of like different different careers, like the the, the Taylor Roosters and <laughs> yeah. the Barber Street dudes, all sharp with Pee Wee Razor and Screwdriver, all these <laughs> All these shout outs to all these gang members, yeah, yeah. and they're all going, Yeah, yeah, like these yeah, old yeah. uh, the country club sucker moms, <laughs> you know, all this kind of you like all these little, oh. little, like really posh kind of places. Oh, exactly. uh, <laughs> I couldn't oh, help thinking about that's that. A good, that's a good thought to have, though, especially that Irish. <laughs> Can love- you dig <laughs> Can you blamo? <laughs> uh, uh, I've got to watch the Warriors again. I, I may watch oh, the Warriors definitely. tomorrow. Actually, um, oh, well, I can't believe Rachel doesn't like it. She thinks it's really campy and what? not particularly scary. Um, uh, I'd love to do the. I'd love to do the Warriors trip from wherever the park is oh, on yeah. the tube on and doing the walk in to go. Yeah, and doing all that. My my my, my friend Ian, you, you you know Ian. You've you've yeah. quizzed with him. Uh, he and I would love to do that, but um, I can't go to New York with Ian and not Rachel. <laughs> Otherwise, I've got divorced. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good show. Yeah. I'm um, selfishly thinking, why not? <laughs> I would do he, that, would you? Yeah. Well, yeah. He, go, he goes to a party. Oh, this house, by the way. Like, this Jesus. apartment's like three floors, shag that, bar carpets. That right? staircase was the, 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 the most cramped staircase I've ever seen in my life. And then when he gets up to the floor he needs to be on, opens the door, there's enough space out there for three parties. That's right. Um, <laughs> Crazy. I'd missed a point in his in his house with the yellow walls. He's got really small doorways. Like, really, he's, he's not really narrow kind of hallways and things. And I, I kept thinking about that, that bit where Ned Flanders gets his house... Um, Gets his house blown away, and they build him his new house. Come on in, it's your master bedroom. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just while we're talking about apartments in America, um, yeah. And and this, oh, oh, this made me really angry. And I, I, I've, I've got to share this. And, and of course, it's part film, and of course, it's the seventies. And the guy says, "Oh, well, it's it's been a large number of black muggers that he's killed." And the woman says, "And and I'm quoting here, folks. Uh, oh well, more blacks are muggers." Uh, and I was kind of like, oh, you fuck off, make America yeah. great again, dick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, people like that, just get out, get in the, just get her on the roof and get yeah, her man. shot off the roof. Posh party full of arseholes, but there were a couple of <laughs> couple of people very much like us. Um, he's looking out over the, like, almost looking out as... Over his um, city. Yeah, yeah. like... Um, the King of New York kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's what I got from that, that scene. I, th- I think it was just a sort of, this is my city, this is my city now. Yeah, yeah. So they narrow it down to someone who had a family member killed recently. Yep. Uh, by muggers and is a war veteran and lives nearby to 
yes, gardenias the to the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's down to Paul. Um, so they're outside of his place. Um, and he says to the guy that looks like uh, Gomez Adams, uh, <laughs> he yeah, says, go and tail him. Pop right eyes, didn't he? Yeah. Pop right out. Yeah. Uh, go and tail him. Um, yeah, he looks like John John Astin. It's not John Astin, who's um, Sean Astin's dad, you know, from yeah. uh, all those Lord great Rick, movies. Fame. Yeah, that's right. Um, or or from, from California Man. Oh, that's California Man. Now, that's not a future episode. Uh, I, I can imagine me closing that up with, uh, and this is three things we've learned from California man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, not got much substance. <laughs> no. um, so Gardinia gets in by bringing a locksmith who, who's just got like a, like skeleton keys. Like he's got yeah. one of these big kind of prison key thing. Yeah. He didn't even have a, a warrant or anything. It just, it just sort of well, I did to the make guy. a note, Thank capital letters, no fucking warrant. Yeah, no um, warrant. He, he goes in, he helps himself to uh, to his sweeties. Um, he's on the cover of People, so I've put question mark, is he a great cop? He must yeah, be a really it's, good cop. It's a couple of times you see his picture on Time magazine, which is really, really weird, considering he's, he's, a, he's just a cop. Yeah. Not, last, not, not like a super cop, like Robocop, just a normal man cop. Super cop? Who's the cop? Super cop. That can't be stopped. <laughs> Previous oh, episode. Oh, not that again. <laughs> Previous episode, Hot Fuzz. Um, uh, he, so he goes to the DA and he says to the DA, and I think this is brilliant. So he goes to the district attorney. He says to the district attorney, we've got to get him. The district attorney says, we can't. Because as soon as we do, there's going to be copycats. It's bad enough as it is. There's going to be copycats. And he's furious. He wants oh, yeah. to collar his man. You know, he wants mm -hmm. to he wants to get the guy and, and he absolutely can't. He then goes on. It's another night, isn't it? It's another night. Is that and then goes night to the, um, the, the police the harass him? Oh no, he he, pho he phones him first, doesn't he? <clears throat> he phones him up and says the police are on here and then hangs up. He like, does. Oh, yeah, he says they're on he hangs up and he he leaves his um, gun at work again in that cupboard, like they're gonna yeah, not do. gonna check in that cupboard. Um, yep. And then he's walking home, and as he's walking walking home, the coppers stop him. They're filming midgets. He's there again, yep. the boy with the yep. newspaper stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, they stop him, and they search like they they frisk him like properly frisk him, and then they say, uh, "Oh, sorry, Mister Kersey, if we were a little bit rough." It's okay. Nobody was hurt. Yeah, <laughs> and you're kind of like just okay. somebody with your description was was seen with a gun. Yeah, yeah, that's all right then. Yeah, nobody was hurt, and you're like, yeah, I see where this is going. Um, <laughs> then the the cop then goes to um, uh, Vincent Gardini's character and says, you know, look, it's it was him. Great, fantastic. Uh -huh. You've done a great job. Um, go back to the apartment. Um and the he sees there's, there's surveillance out there, and he needs to try and find a way out of the apartment, doesn't he? Yes. To, to get his gun, his gun's still at work. It is. Oh, it's still in that envelope in that safe <laughs> place. <laughs> he does. Um, he sneaks out through kind of like the 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 through the back entrance. Yep. Gets his gun and then goes out looking for more. Like he's like. 
Come on, I've just got to take them all down. <laughs> yeah, just give me one more. One yeah, more hat. Yeah, one more yeah. hat. I'm just going to have one more kill. So three guys get him on the stairs, don't they? Yeah. And I think this is like the iconic kind of cover of the, the, the original poster. Uh, I'd love one of those posters. It looks really good. It looks really sick. Yeah. He shoots two of them. Uh, yep. The other one shoots him in the leg. In the leg. Um, yeah. And then he chases him through. And I've yes, made a note, uh, as Meatloaf said, two out of three ain't bad. Um, yeah, and, and the big red leg, you know, the, the, the fake blood in his leg. Yeah, um, he slide, he's, he's, he's doing a really good job of chasing him. He slides down this bank to chase the guy, and then he's crawling under pipes. Um, I've made a note, it's like a crystal maze. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's proper gone for it, even though he's and, been shot in the leg. And then he chases the the guy into the final scene of the Terminator uh, in this kind of huge or marathon man um, into this thing. And he's, he, I, I don't think I realised. I think there's too much of a of, of a detach between the two that I didn't realise that the cowboy, like he, I didn't realise until this bit that he'd really taken on the cowboy ideal in yeah, out he's, west. He's, yeah, he tells him to draw. He's got this. He? Well, yeah, draw. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and he goes like, "What? Yeah, I, kind of. I won't shoot you unless you." And I and I'm like, "Is is that the right way to do it? Is that the, you know the cool and the fair way to do it, or is that has he got some sort of like not dealing with the grief? Has uh-huh. it caused him some sort of mental like breakdown? Complex? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, 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 it does. It's, it's the first thing he says is draw, and you're thinking, "Hang on a second. Yeah, is the, is this real to you? That's um, a good show. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, a good way of looking at it, to be honest. Yeah, and it actually made me a little bit sad, and that was watching it the second time. The first time I was like, ha this is hilarious. Uh, but then um, you, you think about that. Yeah, and then, then he passes out. But you see his eyes cross, and then he just he stands there, he's all sweating, and his eyes start to cross in, which I thought <laughs> yeah, was quite funny. <laughs> then he drops. Um, so... Having passed out, he's in the hospital. Gardenia comes in, and as he as, as he's coming in, he says to the copper, uh, and the copper's called Jackson Riley. Yeah, uh, and I've put never trust a man with two second names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess in America that could possibly be two first names. Um, that's Christopher Guest, by the way. You're going to go really? Who's Christopher Guest, Mark? Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest, you know, from um, uh, A Mighty Wind, uh, Spinal Tap, all of those kind of, all of, of that great stuff. Uh, Waiting for Guffman, which if you've not seen Waiting for Guffman and you have any interest in how films are made and all that nonsense about Oscars and award season, Waiting for mm-hmm. Guffman's a lot That's of fun. It. Oh, it's well, really it's, it's fun. Spinal Tap one of us. Yeah, sp- yeah I, I, again, it's another one of those I'm desperate to get Rachel to watch because she loves hair metal. But she's just like, uh, you've, you've hyped she, it up too much. And I, you. I can assure you, I haven't hyped it up enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I saw Spinal Tap not knowing it was a, a, a comedy, by the way. I saw Spinal Tap under the understanding that it was real. Oh, what? You didn't think it was a mockumentary? Nobody told me it was. I was told by a guy I used to live with, Kinky John. Not Kinky John Fowler from Vic and Bob, but a guy called uh, Kinky John, Kinky John Quintella. He told me it was real, and I believed him for probably about 50 minutes of the movie. Jesus. Big bottoms, big bottoms. Talk about (laughs) flaps. My girl's got them. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, so that's Chris. And he said, oh, he said, um, did you make what happened? He said, oh, this is the the gun. We found it. He said, oh, did you write it down in your... um, 
in your report. He says, oh, no, I was waiting to speak to you. And he says, I'll remember that. Without meaning to go back to Hot Fuzz again, does that make him a good cop? Does that make him a bad cop? I think it makes him a bad cop. He's got evidence there. I think it probably does. So whilst Vincent Gardini's character is a good cop, perhaps he's, you know, he, he, he does things... In a oh, I think I think I think looking at it, it looks as if he's definitely up. He's back against what with the DA because the DA doesn't want to do anything. So he's obviously stuck between a rock and a hard place. So he can. There's only one thing he can do, and that's to try and use that evidence then to try and make him disappear. That, which that DA, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he says to him, doesn't he? he you're absolutely right. I, I I I didn't make a note of that, but the the DA's like, yeah, can you you know can you just make him disappear? Uh-huh. Um, you know, make him in, in kind of go elsewhere. Um, yeah, like like that time that Rudy Giuliani killed all the homeless people in New York in two thousands. It happened. I don't care. I, I'm happy for you to libel me, you crazy old bastard. Um, <laughs> Rudy Rudy Giuliani, when he was mayor of New York for the second term, killed homeless people to bring down the homeless people numbers. Yeah, uh, I've read that, a lot about that. I'm not into. Uh, I'm not into like you know, uh, YouTube videos about uh, how uh, you know it's lizards that run the world. But there's a very little doubt <laughs> that he did that to bring down the numbers, uh, and uh, he is getting what's coming to him uh, via the fact that his paymaster is not going to be in a job shortly, and. He fiddled with himself in that Borat film, allegedly. Oh yeah, he's really yeah. No, he was he was tucking himself back in, was he not? <laughs> well, I've tucked myself in a few times. Yeah, uh, bet. I know I'm what... happily tucked myself in. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says to him, Gardini goes in and he says to him, "You're not going to favour us by dying," <laughs> which I thought, yeah, like, you ain't wow, dying this time. You want him dead, um, and then he says, "Look, you, you're going to have to leave town." You work for a place that's got a lot of offices in this country. Leave town. And and Kersey, as he's leaving, turns to me and says, by sundown. <laughs> yeah, even then, like, the whole cowboy thing still. Yeah, and, and that's where all I could think was, I, I, I honestly think it's a problem. I really yeah. do think it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- the next shot. That. Like the airplane, this is the final, final shots of the movie. The airplane, uh, with the, the, the thing, and the guy comes to collect him and he says, uh, he says, Oh, welcome to our Chicago office. We've got a great place for you down by the river or Fenway. Park. Yeah, the and place is great. Oh, somebody's awesome. getting... I don't know my American places. Yeah, we've got a great place for you somewhere in Chicago. Um, so we'll put you there. And there's punks in the station. And he points and then he goes to help the woman. And the the fact he goes to help the woman is lovely, but he points and all I could think was, this is the movie of a man having a mental breakdown, and all of a sudden it really isn't funny anymore. He's giving gun fingers, that's right, because at the end of the day he gives the gun finger, then he points at the guys if I'm gonna shoot you. Yeah. (laughs) And 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 as this recording has gone on, all I can think is th- there's problems. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a man that's that's got issues in it. It's like, oh, I've moved somewhere else, I can kill more people. So yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, um, when when um, the fu- as, as the same bit, Fred, when the fun stops, stop. <laughs> <laughs> when the fun of killing people stops, and you start thinking that you're Gary Cooper. <laughs> Well, John Wayne, oh, stop. Brilliant. Um, I put, he should have moved to Bronson, Missouri. 
Hey, Ma, how about some cookies? <laughs> um, Steve McQueen turned the role down. Yep. I've seen so him as well. Um, the four follow up films are canon films. Yeah, because they sold the rights, didn't they? Yeah. What do you know about canon films, John? Not a lot. Uh, you need to um, watch Electric Boogaloo, which is the documentary about canon films. Uh, Gardenia's Car was a 1973 Ford Torino. Do you like that one? Yep, nice. Um, what else have you got for us, mate? So, pretty much all the ones that you've got, um, the ones that starred in it, or the ones that are... What did they play part? Uh, Steve McQueen, yes. Yeah. So pretty much all the ones you've got and the ones I gave you earlier on with the Sesame Street. Uh, yeah, yep. I'm, I'm done. I'm I've out. Michael Winner is best known today as an insurance salesman. Um, yep. th- I, I can't believe I missed this at, at the point, uh, but everyone's going to go, oh, my goodness, you're so boring. On the train, he's travelling from Washington Heights, uh-huh. um, which is now 168th Street, to 7th Avenue which means he needs to change at 59th Street, Columbus, for Brighton Beach to get to where he's going. Apparently, that is an 18-minute trip, in, and in today's money, costs you $2.75. Yes, I went on the transit system website to, uh, to see Jeez, it was. Jesus, you're yeah. so geeky. Hey, Bally, it cost me two bits. <laughs> yeah, I really, really need to do that. But I did point out, after doing a bit more looking into it, he gets off the train going to Fourth Avenue Station, which is which is the Coney Island line, could he have met the Warriors on the same train? You know what? It's, it's, it's possible he could have met them on the way back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's it, mate. That's it. Um, that it? We're forgetting to tell people what this is about, and I would just assume that people are listening um, from the start, and they know. So uh, how many do you think we got there, John? How many facts do you think we got? Did we get uh, a whole- between us Oof. if 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 we didn't then we weren't close um i'm thinking i'm thinking today we're looking at 30 32 33 have you been keeping track you are spot on am i really we got 33 i was just thinking about my age there buddy i was just thinking about my age wow yeah. <laughs> um yeah 33 mate that's Jesus. Um, something else nice so you hated the movie, right? So it was, yeah, it just it didn't. No, but I'm going to be honest with you, now that you're saying some of the stuff about the cowboy, it's making me want to watch it again just to see how that sort of directs yeah. the movie again. So I, I think, think we're going to could, give it I think you could watch it, just a section of it. Mm-hmm. I think you could watch that particular bit and look at how he looks at the cowboys. Um, you could watch the bit where he's shooting in the gun club and you could then watch the end, really. I, I, uh, I, I definitely watched the reenactments with Mrs. Brown and the um, the construction workers. <laughs> the construction workers. Those guys. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of Brilliant. fun. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, super. Um, so I look. I, I'm with you. I, I, I seem to remember really liking the movie. Um, it's really flawed. It doesn't hold up very well in 2020. I think I probably last saw it in the early 2000s but it didn't hold up then. I just thought it was, I thought it was a comedy. You know, I thought it was, it's a bit of a joke of a film, but actually the the real joke of the film are the later ones, you know, they're meant to be in Chicago. And I think they're all filmed in 
they're all filmed in Canada. It looks rotten. Mm. I think they then come back to New York, but they're all still filmed in Canada. There's yeah. there's there's one where he's married to a fashion designer who's like thirty or something, and, <laughs> and he then goes up against a drug lord and a and a, and a crooked fashion designer. They're they're, right. they're not great movies. It's not really um, just gets out of hand. Great. Yeah. So yeah, not a great movie, but hopefully everybody at home enjoyed listening to us talk nonsense. Uh, yeah, and, we're good um, at prattling on a bit. We're good yeah, at me do on. really bad impressions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which which is every week at the minute. I look uh, forward to those. Oh, that's that's really kind. <laughs> so you can find us on social media, uh, Hundred Things Pod. Uh, sorry, Hundred Things Film on Insta. Um, yeah, we right. are a Hundred Things Pod on twitter so follow us on there uh you can rate and review us on apple podcasts which if you've got an apple device please do uh we'd like a five-star review you can write whatever you want we're not bothered right look you know the english guy's a pain in the ass the scottish guy sounds hunky as can, can um, you understand what that guy says? Uh, yeah 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 stop doing your terrible impressions um <laughs> we will be back um next week Next Monday morning with another episode. I've been Mark Plant. And I've been John Watson. And we've been uh, 33 things we've learned. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Stay safe.